even happening? Is it is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hi, welcome to welcome It's to Our Turn. <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. It, the, this is It's Our Turn, Queers and Cults. My name is Aiden Ash. My pronouns are they, them. And my name is Emerson. Uh, I still have my flashlight on and my <laughs> pronouns are he, they. <laughs> awesome. So we're actually going, I have a song to, to get us started. We're going to, the topic today is um, emotional health. So we're going to be talking about continuing mm-hmm. our discussion on health. We're going to be talking about emotions. Back. Welcome. <laughs> I hope you have some water, everybody. Realize my headphones are really loud now too. <laughs> probably yeah, could, probably trying to find the ones to turn yours down. <laughs> <laughs> You're all. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, um, um. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's our turn. Queers, Queers and, and cults. cults. We talk about religious trauma and uh, healing as queer people. Yep. Our experiences. Um, yeah. Our experiences. This is a. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, we would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe. We honor the land itself and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current, ongoing process, and we need to build our mindfulness and our present participation of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities, Go to honor tax h o n o r t a x dot org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. Also, in this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Yeah. Like we're getting used to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, having, what, 13 Episode. episodes out now? Speaking of, all 13 episodes are edited and uploaded. Like, they're all boop, boop, there. <laughs> we seriously need a soundboard. We do need a soundboard. <laughs> I am the soundboard. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a feat. Do you remember great. when we first started and you were like, I just need to get all of them out right now. I was so str- it was really, yeah. st- it was really stressful. I just, it was like hanging over me. I didn't like being caught up. I, you know, people would be like, oh, I missed your, I missed it on Saturday. When can I listen to it? And I'm like, I'm two months behind. You yeah, know? Like, it you was, can't, but yeah. <laughs> thanks for your interest. Well, you can now you can and you all... did so good. Like just look at the accomplishment that all that was. episodes. That's incredible. 13 episodes. Can you imagine? Sorry. Do you believe that we've been doing this for that long? That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's three months. There are 13 episodes um, is, is, wow, that was, my, I was not talking into my mic. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you sound a lot clearer now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one, one episode a week. And we have 13 of them. So we're doing it for over three months. Damn. I know. That's we're weird. We're doing great. 
I think and, we are doing great. And I feel like we just haven't really talked about anything at the same time. Like we've just scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah. I keep, it's so funny because when I think about future episodes or I'm always like, whoa, what, what if we run out of content? And then yeah. when I'm here talking, I'm like, God, like we could talk about, like we could talk about for a whole, we could talk a whole year about diff- something different and then start the year over start the next year with going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the year and then talk about it all again in the mm-hmm. same order and still come up with new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like mm-hmm. this part, like talking about ex- religious experiences is just like a, a never ending, never ending topic. You know, that's, that's something that has been coming up a lot is that like re- cyclical repetition of mm-hmm. like, at least in my personal life, I, I will have the same realization many, many, and I'm saying like many times, but every time something different, like the same things are said each time, Mm -hmm. but each time something different speaks out to me at different times. Absolutely. Like it's so dependent on the stage that you're at, the mental awareness, the self-awareness, what you've learned about that, about that specific topic. Like it's all, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's all, yeah, totally. And like, listening i mean i uh i've talked about brene brown and oh, i love her Brene was amazing and and her ted talk the power power of vulnerability like the like the original one um i've watched it a dozen times probably and still every time i listen to it something else sticks out to me it's just like mm. it's so like dependent on the stage you're at when you're taking in information sometimes the same information it depends on what stage of life you're at though yeah. what you're going to glean from it you know yeah yeah, and it's important to, I mean, <laughs> I'm speaking to myself here, but it's mm-hmm. important to be gentle with yourself as far as, yes. like, the the frequency or, like, the existence of that repetition mm-hmm. because as slow and painfully slow as it seems, yeah. you're right where you need to be. Yeah, and, and it, there's there's a lot of pressure... I feel like in society for us to like we get one chance at learning a lesson and that's just not reality. That's not mm-hmm. how human brains work. That's not how um, that's not how emotions work. Like you have to you like you have to learn the same lesson over and over and over and over again. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like your perspective of a certain situation directly affects what you can learn from that situation uh, from, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of boggling my mind how especially talking to family members, how two people can go through a very, maybe not the exact same situation, but at least the same household or the Mm. same in this. I don't, I don't want to associate the household with the trauma. Uh, I know my family is is listening to this, but, (laughs) um, but so, you know, just like being able to talk about how certain events affected us yeah and how they are so extremely different mm-hmm. but it was the exact same situation i i was i i read a, a, a book about um cptsd it's called cptsd from <laughs> surviving to thriving that's the name of it and um complex p- cptsd stands for complex post-traumatic stress disorder which to my understanding is um not only does it mean like like th- like ex- you know complex trauma but it also usually refers to particularly trauma that happens as a child to a childhood yeah. trauma okay um, abuse neglect those you know mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I learned a lot about the different trauma response types 
Yeah. And, and how, like, you when you experience the exact, like, two people can experience the exact same thing and have two different trauma responses yeah. to it. And so it looks, it looks very different. And a lot of times that gets looked over because some trauma responses seem to be more acknowledged or... Um, beneficial maybe or like well it's you know like like the difference between the fight or flight or the freeze and fawn you know like mm-hmm. like the, a fawn you know the fawning fawning over someone is not often it's like kind of overlooked as a trauma response because it's not like because you it's a quieter one it's a quieter one it's 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 um it looks like you're just being loving and caring and, and doting on someone and that's, but it can mm-hmm. be, you know, it can be really, it can be, it's just as traumatic. It's just as difficult. Do you know your trauma responses? Uh, I think the only one I'm not is fun. <laughs> I was reading over them and I was like, okay, which one? And you can be a combination of them. So there's like, um, it depends on the situation and the yeah. trigger, but um, I'm, I'm mostly um, like freeze and flight. Those are my two, mm. the two main ones. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time when I when I'm tri- when I'm really triggered by something, I freeze, and then I get away from it as as fast as possible. Huh. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm a problematic combination of fight and freeze. A problematic combination. <laughs> because in my brain, I'm like. But outwardly, I am nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I am so stoic. We need to. We should read that book. We should read it together. That'd be really awesome. Um, Yeah, we could learn a lot because it's very interesting too. I definitely thought that I was a fight response because I get angry about things. Yeah, but that's not my trauma response. That's my. That's like my reactions to things. That's my feelings towards things. That's not how I respond in traumatic situations. And and so it's, it's really different. And then like. And then combination trauma responses also indicate other like things. It's really, it's really fan- like fascinating. Uh, now that you're saying that, I'm not sure if, if that's just my reactionary response mm-hmm. or if that is actually my what trauma you, response. We should read that. Let's read that. Let's, 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 let's do that. We should read that book together. You know, I'm, I'm in, okay. I need to, I need to like focus. I am in a book club with, um, the body keeps the score. Oh so yeah, I've been I wanting need, to read that really bad. I need to finish that one. Oh, we talked about this. It's often not in the library because um, I, I, people I, want it. Yeah, and I tried need to. It. I tried to like check it out of the library, and it was like there's like a fifty person waiting list or something. Jesus. I'm, also, if I get distracted, it's because this chair is so loud. Can you hear it squeaking? I hope it doesn't come across the mics. It's fine. We don't have to fix it right now, Emerson. I mean, okay, but there there are I'm there off. are options, solutions now. I love that. Okay. Like, I've started to learn that. Like, it, I like anytime I bring up a a, a problem, mm-hmm. you're immediately going to try to solve it, and I yeah. I love that about you. Yeah, I think it's amazing, but I but uh, I always forget that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, but that's just like that's something that I need to like. <laughs> It's not a bad thing. It's just the thing. It's not a bad thing, no. but it is a thing. It's it is thing. <laughs> it is my automatic like okay, solution here, solution, solution there. Can, yeah. Yeah. What can I how I can fix it. I can fix it. It's also um, part of a trauma response. But that's yeah. a different podcast. Actually yeah. it's not a different podcast. It's this it's one because we're talking one. about emotional health. <laughs> yeah. Um but I don't I don't know where where we got where we got. Oh, oh. Um so yeah, I need to uh, I need to finish. The body keeps the score. You know, I'm wondering if um, 
I should just like buy that copy for you. What the body keeps the score? Yeah, I, should, I could buy it too. Like that's like I should just do. I should just do that instead of instead of. There, because that I mean, okay, I am not endorsing Amazon, but like, there has to be a used copy somewhere on in yeah, the world. Absolutely. Obviously, not here in this geographic location. It seems, but yeah. somewhere in the world that they would be willing to ship it to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is definitely something that, like, it's 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 a priority for me. I definitely want to read this. It's a good book. I've heard. Uh, I, you know, I've I don't really believe in writing in books, even textbooks or things like that. It's I just hard for me. can't do it. I mm-hmm. it, like bending the pages. I can't no, do I it. it so much. Um, but in the body keeps the score. I've highlighted and in the in the front cover cover I've written what year it is. Oh, that's cool. Cuz I want to read this many times because yeah. I know something else is going to yes, jump out of at course, me. Of course, absolutely. But I I yeah, I just I need to like because I'm really good at that um photographic like looking at a page. I'm really good at imagining where on a page words were and so it's easier oh, for cool. me to remember. Yeah, I can't do that. Um <laughs> I can't I don't, do that at all. And I'm not saying at all that I have a photographic memory it's just easier for me to recall things when I can picture it on a page um oh I see but um yeah just like highlighting things uh it because this book is really like and I've already cried I've already cried in it and yeah. I'm in the introduction like within the first 20 pages dude yeah oh absolutely uh, yeah that's what it was about CPTS the the book the CPTSE book it was like like the first couple pages is like, oh my god, life changing. You know, I mean, I cry all the time though. Yeah, so that's, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I'm really excited to read that book though. I think it would be really. I could certainly get a lot. Oh, I mean, absolutely. from everything, but it's, that yeah, book, I'm yeah, I'm gonna read it multiple times. But um, yeah. So today we're talking about you know what, what we as ta- we've we're ta- been talking yeah, about yeah emotional health like yeah. But I would like to like, I would like to get your opinion specifically. Yeah. Like, I would like to hear what we both think, yeah. how emotional health, like, in relation to religion and our religious, our toxic religious experiences, like, was it a priority? Was it not a priority? Like, obviously, we've had, we've, we've suffered emotional damage because of our toxic religious mm-hmm. environments, mm-hmm. but, like, and also kind of like, what does emotional health mean to yeah. you? Like, cause, cause it's, int- cause I, I was thinking about so much. I should have written these all down, but You're like, doing great. but like emotion, like what does emotional health mean to you? Um, when we talk about emotional health, are we ta- like, like how are we healing from the, emo- like the emotional damage that we received? I don't think it's a, at this point, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a surprise that we have emotional, you know, like that our emotional health was damaged, but but in what capacity and, and what specifically, what damage did that specifically affected our emotions as opposed, because I kind of, for some reason, lump mental health and emotional health into the same thing. And those yeah. are different, yep. you know? They are, they are. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's something that, um, is like something that you can check in with. It's like I'm so I'm really butchering this. There's a psychology study of uh PEMS, so physical, emotional, mm-hmm. mental, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And to me those are like the four elements of what makes our state of mind. Yeah. I don't uh, so <laughs> uh, um 
So, yeah, there is a difference between emotional and mental, but it, though they're very fuzzy. Like, yeah. they blur together a lot. And I mm-hmm. also think that one certainly determines the other. Yes. We talked last week about how none of these, like, there's it, it's going to feel like we're talking about the same thing over and over again because they're all so closely related. Physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health are all just, yeah. they're intertwined. Right next door. It's not even related. It's, it's, it's a like, Venn diagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're all overlapping and connecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the questions that you asked, do you have any more questions other than the ones that you asked? Just, just so I not have in particular. I just like um, one other thing I would like to yeah. I think would be really cool is if you had to sum up your if you had to sum up um, the like the emotional like the the emotional like damage like or what em- it did to your emo- emotionally in one word. What would that word be? I have my word. That's what I was asking. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when I think of emotional and my toxic and my religious experience, there's like one word that comes to mind. Okay. Well, since you have since you have such a strong example, let's let's hear it. Oh, so um, suppression. Like when I think of like oh. what what religion did to my emotions, it was suppression. You know, I had to. You know, being raised, I I identify as a non-binary person now, but as I, I was raised in the what, what did we say earlier? Was raised in the male section. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So like fiction, fiction non-fiction, non-fiction, like the male section of clothing. Yeah, like I, as opposed to saying I was, you know, assigned male at birth. I was raised as a man. I was raised in the male section. Yeah, that's where I was allowed to to walk around <laughs> in the stores. <laughs> Um, uh, so being as you know, like crime, and so not only just religion, but my dad was also like the the, the stereotypical toxic masculine, um, like to the extreme. He would, you know, it, it, men weren't allowed to show emotion; they weren't allowed to cry. You know, I think I've mentioned before that there was a male and female way to do everything, including getting my hair wet. Like yeah, was, yeah. Well, that kind of goes off of something that we were just talking about this morning, which is um, when. I mean, we were talking about pronouns, but mm-hmm. just this idea, and we've, I'm sure, talked about this before, but um, uh, that we, I feel uneasy being referred to femininely. Yes. So is that, is, but it's been so unsafe to be seen as feminine in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form because mm-hmm. that has been labeled as quote unquote the lesser or like the weaker, the weaker. whatever. It's been branded as this really like awful, unsafe, dirty mm-hmm. thing. And so, do I feel this way because that is so deeply ingrained, or do I just really like is it really just a preference that I don't prefer to be referred yeah. to? But I and I think with that, it's just important to recognize that these words that we're using are very strategic and like I think the <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of that I think no, just like <laughs> I just love the huffy the little of, like yeah, the, okay what <laughs> I know that it's like your brain I can hear your brain working in real time it's like <laughs> uh, so fast um, but you know like also how you talk about things if you are talking about them femininely mm-hmm. that is often a negative thing yeah so there's that and it's it's hard to detangle 
Yeah, and it is hard to detangle, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask the questions was like, 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 do I have emotional reactions to certain things because they're triggering because of my trauma, or what emotions were I was I trained to feel? What emotions was I? What emotions do I not experience because I wasn't allowed to? Like, you know the ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, like okay. when I think of emotional health in relation to my religious experience, it's just this like every time I think about one aspect, it like opens up into this, you know, like this, this, you know, like the, the, the like a tree of, of like all these like one connects to four different things. And then that then that connects to four different things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a it feels like a it's a difficult topic to talk about, not because of a lack of content or a lack of like like things to say Mm -hmm. but more that there's so much to say about it yeah and i mean arguably everything that we will talk about on this podcast is talking about how Mm -hmm. our emotions or how our health has been affected and a lot of the time we're talking about mental health or emotional health yeah and most of the time often spiritual health Mm -hmm. i mean I feel like I'm still going through a crisis of faith where I don't know who I don't know what the purpose of anything is. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. feel like the baby is out with the bathwater yeah. right now. <laughs> but, you know, so there's this like there is a healthy balance of of that, of keeping the baby, I guess. <laughs> so, OK, OK. So but going back keeping to your question. <laughs> yeah. Some. We're not gonna. We're not gonna complain about kids again. Okay. Yeah, so as often as we want, as, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, they're always worth complaining about. So going back to the to the questions that you that you wanted to differentiate. So the definition. Well, let's start with what emotional health looked like growing up, or how it was yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it wasn't. It wasn't ever talked about. How are you feeling? Was often like. Um, if you were feeling something bad, then you were either sent away or you did a chore or I, and I'm sure again, I was a child. I'm not saying that I was innocent in those situations, but, but there, it's not, there was this deep level of toxic positivity and I've talked about that before on this podcast but it's really hard to define with just having an authentically positive outlook on life it's really hard to differentiate the two Mm -hmm. and I think that the difference for me is that toxic positivity doesn't hold any space for anything negative it suppresses those negative things and Mm -hmm. assigns them as bad whereas you know if you have i mean it depends on the person if you have an authentically positive outlook on life Mm -hmm. but that that person might also be able to hold space for when they are feeling really really down because in holding space for those negative things you allow yourself to feel through them Mm -hmm. and you eventually hopefully allow yourself to come out of those if you hold space for them that's at least like the formula that i've been told <laughs> again yeah. um I, we're all trying things well, here <laughs> it's interesting because i'm i i feel like we had kind of polar opposite experiences when it comes to this because for me i mean not the toxic positivity thing because that in the in the religious environment yes 100 percent. if you were feeling 
if you were feeling emotion that was anything but, you know, excitement and happiness and, and praise for God, then Satan was doing something to you. Then you were, you were, you were delving into the realm of, of heathenism. Mm-hmm. You, know? mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. you were delving into the realm of, of sa- Satan had a hold in your life. That kind yeah. of, that kind of bullshit. But, um, for me, emotions, because when I think of emotion, this is my biggest thing. When I think of emotions, my, you know, I think of my father who only exhibited anger and he exhibited anger all the time. Yeah. And so I was being told to suppress emotions on one end. Um, and I was like, I was told to oppress emo- oppress emotions, suppress them because I was quote unquote a man, and then I was only allowed to feel good ones at church because of God. And then I only saw my dad be angry, and I never wanted to be angry, so then I was suppressing anger. And then it was, you know, one of the things that actually Brene Brown says in her TED Talk of the power of vulnerability is that you can't selectively numb emotions. Yeah, so, dude. Mm-hmm, if you turn one off, you turn them all off. Yep. And I was so terrified of um, being angry and being like my father that I didn't want to feel anger. So I turned anger off, unawares that I turned all of my emotions off. I just decided not to feel. And it became a really big issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a period, there was a time in my life um, where it was like I lost... um, there was a, a, a time in my, there was a period I knew uh, this is when I realized it was a problem or that something was a problem that in a six week period of time, one, a good friend of mine who was like, like really instrumental in me coming out. They were just a, they were a beautiful person. They, they were right there. Like, and the, the moment I came out and were super supportive, um, very young, uh, died in a car crash. Um, two weeks later a woman who was like a almost like a second mother figure to me mm-hmm. had known my parents before I was born was there when I was born was just very very important to me she died of a, a heart attack <gasps> wow two, boom boom two weeks after that oh my God. a girl that I had known since she was born my like sister and I used to babysit her and her sister I've known her since she was born was murdered by her husband <gasps> This was in a six-week period of time. These three, these three things happened, Holy and shit. I felt the only time I f- like allowed my emotion, I allowed myself to feel anything, was at their um, funerals. So wow. when I got the news, nothing. Up until the uh, all the days, nothing. No, like I literally, I was completely numb. And Be- then at the funeral, it was appropriate to feel emotions, and I felt them all and it was overwhelming and yeah. and then at the end of the funeral close them up Done. and tie them up in a neat little box i'm not and joking shove yeah. them under a closet yeah you may be joking but you're not lying i'm serious yeah, no like i'm when serious when the funeral was over switch went back off yeah. and i went back to living life you yeah. know i i didn't i couldn't feel and, and it was that point where i was like this is not normal yeah this is not only is it not normal it's not healthy it's not enjoyable like like i i I, I want to feel the good emotions and you have to feel the bad ones. Like, yeah. you, like you can't process yeah. grief if you're not feeling emotions. It's, it's, it, and it's still something I struggle with. It's really hard. Well, and it, it's no wonder that you just simply didn't allow yourself to feel anything when you got the news because you weren't really allowed 
to handle having a stuffed animal being taken away mm-hmm. like quote unquote properly like we all have we all need those childlike temper tantrums to yes. learn how to bring ourselves out of these things but in your situation you were like under the thumb so hard that you did not have that luxury of throwing At a all. fit no we ever did not, ever period ever like, so you yeah. were like seven year old 40 year olds <laughs> yes like we were not allowed i have distinct memories of my father i would get in trouble about something and he would yell and scream and i'm talking under 10 years old i'm not talking about as a teenager i'm talking a child like, yell and scream at me in my face until i started crying and then when i started crying i got in trouble for crying and he would yell and scream at me telling me to stop crying and stop being a baby. Okay, so I, it is. This, sorry. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. To stop yelling at me to stop crying to stop being a baby because um, he wasn't doing anything wrong. What's wrong? With, I'm not doing anything wrong. With, I'm not doing anything wrong to you. Why are you crying? Stop crying. So it was like abuse, verbal abuse, gaslighting, abuse, and just that cycle. Yeah, that was that was my introduction to feeling things as a, as a child. And it's no wonder that you needed to just shut all of that off for oh yeah i mean i'm sure you're still like to some extent suppressing yeah because yeah i mean i certainly am experiencing that where i'm like just i can't i can't be here emotionally and so i'm just like i'm fine everything's fine beep bop boop yep totally and there's i have learned from a therapist that there's a certain level of that that is yes survival Yes, and that is n- not necessary, but certainly necessary to operate in this society. And yeah, and like a necessary evil, like the 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 epitome of that statement, a necessary evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you know, being authentic is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But especially with emotions, I. In my experience, I have certainly felt like there's one Emerson's experience who is like really feeling everything, which is often something negative. Um, but that Emerson is very much only known by Emerson. And then there's like the other emotions that are a little bit more positive or like the things that I can talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the Emerson that everyone else knows. But there's exactly. like a very split difference of like who, like what's going on in, in my mind and mm-hmm. how I'm talking to other people. Yeah. And, and, and that those, I'm really working on making those things closer and a little bit more authentic, but it's there's like such a gray area there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially with emotions where it's hard to talk about in this society in general, but oh yeah, yeah, it's it, it's getting better. Talking about emotions, I feel like are yeah getting easier, and more people are talking about them. And there are books that are coming out every day about how we're feeling, mm-hmm. how we're feeling shitty but we don't know why and Mm -hmm. what are feelings and why do we have them and where yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna plug it again but this book it's called permission to feel oh yeah (laughs) it i love that it really because 
everyone, one way or another, has been told that they don't have the permission to feel their feelings. Mm -hmm. Because we have assigned gender and class and race sometimes to these emotions. And, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. really speak to a lot of that experience, but Mm -hmm. as far as gender goes... Mm -hmm like you were saying anger is for men only if a woman mm-hmm. is angry again the societally defined if a woman is angry she is just being emotional or yes. uh, which is like overreacting oh, so mm-hmm. are you yeah. just in a different way and why is being emotional uh, bad oh you my know? god yeah and also i hate the fact that anger is acceptable for men and unacceptable for women yeah so like anger is like yeah anger is not good but if you're a man it's just how they are boys will be boys is the most infuriating Mm -hmm. but okay so going the other way though if a a man were to cry uno no yeah that's not allowed either yeah if a man were to show a physical weakness i i hate also too i hate terms like um uh sissy I hate Ugh. terms like like implying that if you're if you're crying you're weak and being weak is feminine. Yeah. I hate that connection yep. that is still constantly made. Yeah. So often like yep. the the f- emotional like we are so like for lack of better terms backed up emotionally like it's we are so stunted in, in in emotional health in just society and then you add religion or abuse or anything on top of that like I'm surprised any of us feel emotions at all. (laughs) Right. Well, and if you want to talk about like how language affects how we feel and going, you know, maybe we shouldn't get too deep into this part, but talking about feminine language and how that Mm -hmm. is often very negative. Sissy, sister, Mm -hmm. pansy is a flower. Oh, yes. I know. I know. And of course, like other very like triggering words for some people that refer to quote-unquote female-bodied mm-hmm. places that are like quote-unquote weak yes or just you know yes. like they're yes. sensitive yes. Mm-hmm. but like that implication that feminine equals weak or mm-hmm. feminine equals dirty or you know like yeah. and that's like that's a deep one that's a deep one that doesn't allow again the patriarchy doesn't benefit the patriarchs either no that's the thing that blows <laughs> me away is that like it's like these people that are acting like this that are signing up to these ideals i'm like you realize this is making your life harder as well like, like the folks that are digging deep into this angry i'm thinking about like the extreme like not i'm gonna get political the sure. like right side mm-hmm. like you know talking about like taking back like rights for women and yeah. trans people and like just humans like in general back rights not not reclaiming them like yes removing them yes yeah. making mm-hmm. it harder for people to have mm-hmm. autonomy of their bodies yes, yes. that is this society like do you feel good in all of that anger yeah. do you feel good stepping and making other people miserable do, do you feel good getting the hate mail do you feel yeah. good like what do you <laughs> I, I, I we talked about this when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the the anti-trans um, yeah uh, uh, situation that's going on in texas um and everywhere the, the don't say gay bill now there's the all this i just it is baffling to me it is baffling to me how still the fact that these older white men it's like 
in all of your life, in your family, in your job, in your work, in your with your children, with your in every, your existence. Yeah, and and on top of having to remember to eat and drink water and get and do all the and pay your bills and and all of these things like a priority for you is controlling whether or not women can get abortions, um, controlling whether or not teachers can talk about being gay in school, controlling whether or not trans oh people God. can play sports or whether trans people or whether parents can get their like controlling the medical care that parents can provide for their children. Like, why is this a motherfucking priority to you? Right. Why do you fucking care? Right. Like in the sense that, in the sense that like, of course we care because we're being oppressed. Right. But why do you care? Why do you care? Right. Like, like this isn't your business. Almost. You have no role in this experience. Well, not even that, but one of the things that we said in the previous episode was like, like our planet's dying. Global warming is a real thing. Our planet's literally dying. In less than a hundred years, we will not exist anymore. And all you can fucking care about is whether like trans people You're, get their mm, care. Like, mm. are you why? Yeah. What is? I just don't un, like. Yeah. And I don't. And and and, and it, it reminds me, like that, like that toxic masculinity. It's. It reminds me of, and I'm not blaming everything on toxic masculinity, but unfortunately, the fact is that toxic masculinity does a lot of really negative things. Yeah. Um, but that my dad, that that masculine, you know, on t- um, like on social media, they're saying the masculine urge to, the feminine urge to, the non-binary urge to, and then they not say, you know, yeah, media. I know you're not, so I'm it's sorry. funny. Um, but like <laughs> that, literally, that that like that toxic masculine urge to have an idea say it out loud and then commit to it like it is like there's no going back mm. my dad interesting it's, my dad would do that he i would ask him can i go over to my friend's house can i do this can this my friend come over and my dad had a lot of anxiety looking back now i'm realizing he was also he also has ocd uh, i mean it seems to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's pretty obvious. Um, but so any kind of change or alteration in the schedule was very stressful for him. And so I would ask him if we could do something and he would just say no because that was the easiest answer and it was the thing that didn't change. And then, you know, he would say no. And you know, if for some reason I was feeling willing to take my life in my own hands and ask why which was a huge insult to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why he would give a reason. And if I happened to have an answer to that reason, he would just still say no. Like he would come, he would, he would give an answer without being informed of the whole situation. And then he felt like it was because he was a man that it was, it was, it was um, challenging his masculinity to change his mind. Like changing your mind was a uh, uh, a feminine like it was like a, a not even a feminine it was changing your mind was a uh, something that would challenge his masculinity yeah and that is I see these things I see these traits in these people that are like well I said a you know I said this is wrong or this is this is going to challenge my masculinity so now I have to fully commit and can never go back on it and I'm like yeah. it doesn't you're you're like it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make any sense to me (sighs) yeah so uh, the the thing that i would like to start with uh is defining have we defined what our 
what emotional health is to us right now? Have we covered that yet? I'm not entirely sure. Okay, well, I don't... I can't remember. That was oh at least God. 15 minutes ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> way too long ago to remember anything. Well, so even if we did define it, I feel like my definition has already changed in those 15 minutes. Yeah, for um, sure. But I feel like emotional health is... It's the, like, checking in with yourself of how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Because emotions, like emotional health, that's how other things make you feel. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, emotional health is ultimately, at some point, like, damage control. Because you're interacting in this world that, you know depending on your sensitivity i know i'm very sensitive so it's like any amount of interacting with this world is just like heavy mm-hmm. and so like being able to operate amongst that but not in it like not letting yeah. it inside of me mm-hmm. and and also like with that then being able to have like the level headed or like um consistency okay yeah of, regulation yeah regulation. of of checking in before those reactionary mm-hmm. things and like fit like those outbursts that are triggered by your emotions that mm-hmm. are unchecked god mm-hmm. did that make any yeah i sense? think so i think you're like th- what i'm hearing is you saying that like emotional health is the ability to regular regulate your emotions like appropriately and not yes and not have unre- and not have reactions that you're like you're not prepared for or yeah not like of. yeah yeah like healthily healthily yes. mm-hmm. regulating and managing your emotions see i would define emotional health for me as the the ability to um appropriately feel emotions Ooh. Like, like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it, like I would like to feel and the emotion, the ability to feel emotions appropriately and process them without them also getting out of control. You know, so like, if I'm angry, feel angry, and also n- know what to do with that anger and how to process it correctly. If I'm feeling sad, feel sad, but don't let it get out of hand and turn into depression. Um, you know, uh, that those those yeah having that emotional regulation and even the emotional regulation for positive emotions too if i'm feeling happy not letting that turn into toxic positivity not you know not like yeah going just not yeah not having extreme like being able to feel and process them appropriately yeah yeah Yeah. um and and but that's a i don't know that's a fuzzy line between like feeling what you feel and like trying to maintain this like you know, because, like, there are happy emotions that go mm-hmm. up, and then there are these negative emotions that go down. And so mm-hmm. it's this, like, you're trying to level out this, like, crazy up and down. I mean, some people have more drastic ups and downs. Some people have more frequent ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like, that, and depending on your, like, um, uh, environment or, like, again, your state of mind... That influences that up and down, but ultimately, mm-hmm. I I feel like the goal is to keep keep a pretty steady 
steady steady state. See, that's interesting because I don't think that I, I now, I used to, but I used to not think this, but now I don't think my my goal for my emotions is not to keep a, a level steady yeah thing my goal is that i would like to feel them and i would like to even feel the extremes i just don't want to stay in those extremes oh you know what i'm saying so god damn it you're right (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that i'm right this is my experience but like this is how i perceive it yeah like i want to feel I want to get angry about things that I should get angry about, like the stuff we were talking about earlier, all of this fucking, you know, ridiculous mm-hmm. anti-abortion, anti-trans, anti-gay things. Yeah. I want to get angry about that. And I want to feel it. And I want that anger to motivate me to do things that, that I can do to change that. But I don't want to stay angry all the time. And when it, you know, when something happens in my life that's sad, I want to be sad. I want to feel the sadness. I want to process the sadness. I want that to, like, I want that to, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I want the sadness to help me to um, maintain my memories about the person if it's a loss, or that sadness to mm. to put me in a reflective state so that I can reflect on what happened. Why did that friendship end, or why did that? You yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. Um. And you know, and I want to feel happy, and I want those intense, extreme periods of joy, but I don't always want to be chasing a high. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to feel Uh, them. I want the extremes to be there, but I don't want to live in them. Being content where you are. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's so hard. And it's not something that I don't think either one of us was ever, ever taught how to do. No. No. Well, we 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 didn't have an example. No. We weren't taught it. There was no language about this stuff. It was a it was a combination of everything. Um that that brings me to a couple things that I want to say and that is just yesterday we were watching a movie and there you know someone was saying how anger and sadness are often confused with each other because they feel the same. And so if you know like if I'm thinking of like a child who's hurting they will often act in anger because that is easier to understand or that is oh. easier to mm-hmm. um process or when someone like or release even like I, how many times do you see someone crying and they're angry yeah or they're angry crying or they're crying and then become angry like, yeah or sense. like they get hurt and they need to punch something mm-hmm. you know like yeah again not excusing but like no we're talking about yeah behavior is not yeah not, yeah yeah there's yeah. a Again, going into that, like, there's a a healthy way Mm -hmm. to process these very, like, heavy emotions. But, again, there is, like, this not age-appropriate, because age is just a number, but there really is this, like, adults can't really act like children and get away with it. Like, they, in oftentimes, Mm -hmm. they, they know... Well, well, I think if they uh, yes. know better, yes. then they know better. Well, and I think that, like, if I can clarify how I'm hearing please this, do. It's more about maturity as opposed to as opposed to yes, whether or yes. not emotions are good. Like, like um, adults can throw a fit if that's going to help them process their anger, but they yeah. can't throw a. F- but they know better than to throw a fit in the middle of a restaurant that they still have a meal that they need to finish. Right? You know, they yeah. know th- they know better than to throw a fit 
in a place where there might be consequences, it's easier to throw a fit when you're at home by yourself. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not about the, like, I'm suppressed. Like, because that's, to me, we often get, like, I feel like that we often get so confused, like, you confuse the concept of suppression and processing. Yes. Like, oh, well, that's I'm an adult. That's such a hard line for me. Yeah. I'm an adult now, so I can't feel these emotions. No, you're an adult, so you know where and how to appropriately feel them. Uh, you know, children live in extremes. Children live in, in, children absolutely exist in extremes. And, and I think it's really detrimental when we try to teach kids not to feel their emotions as opposed to when, and when they can feel them in the extreme ways that they are feeling them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just goes back to permission to feel. <laughs> yes, totally. I mean, one of the things I've seen my sister do, I've really, with, with her kids, and I really like that, something she'll say is like, um, you know, uh, my, my, my nephew will say things like, well, I'm, you know, this makes me angry, which that's just the fact that they can say that is really cool. Yeah. And they'll be like, I'm not, you know, or they'll want to throw a fiddle or stomp their foot. And my sister will say, you can do that. You just can't do it here. So if you're going to do that, go to your room. You know, like you can do that. You can be angry, but you can't throw things. You can't do, you can't do that here. Oh, so if you're going to feel, if you're going to do this, go to your room and do it. Mm -hmm. That is that. I mean, it goes back to how we talk about things. That Mm -hmm. is like really crucial lessons that just in that simple phrase of you can feel this, you are allowed to feel this, Mm -hmm. but this is not the space or the setting to release and process those emotions. Yeah. So go do that in your room. Go yeah. Do, you know, like, f- which it, wow. it, in later in life will translate into like, oh you know, go, go to your safe space, go to your, your personal space, go to your own space and, and have those in the, and exhibit those emotions. Yeah. And it's just a different level of self soothing mm-hmm. self. Oh my God. Self soothing mm-hmm. it, you know, instead of learning to not cry yourself to sleep, as an infant, you are learning to not punch things Mm -hmm. in your anger or to let, you know, like you are processing these emotions alone. That is like, whoa, whoa. And, you know, and I feel like that's different than just go to your room. Yes. That's a very different than Mm -hmm. like, I don't care how you feel, just get it out of my face, you know? Yes, Uh, exactly. That's a really good point to make because yeah, it's not just go to your room or yeah. get out of here or stop doing that. Yeah. It's, you know, like letting them know that it is always okay to feel things, but you can't always behave. Yeah. You, you can always feel, but you can't all, but there's, there's behave, behaviors are not unlimited. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that difference to me is suppression. Like, Yes. I don't care how your feeling is mm-hmm. suppress it because nobody wants to see it. Nobody cares. Yeah. But it's very clear that you're feeling something and you need to feel it, but you need to feel it elsewhere. And it puts the focus on choices and consequences as opposed to emotional um, suppression. You know, like yeah. you're saying, like, yeah. like um, you can't be angry or don't do that or uh-huh. stop being angry or stop throwing a fit, which uh-huh. is a lot what I got as a kid. You yeah, was like, same. stop doing that. Don't do that. Don't do that. As opposed like to... Like, shut it down. Yeah, shut yeah. It, exactly. Shut it down. As opposed to, like, you know, like, you can do this and you can feel this, but there will be consequences for your actions. Yes. The actions are what have consequences, not the feelings. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. 
you know, if you would like to behave this way, you can behave this way out there, mm-hmm. but you can't behave this way here. Mm-hmm. Choices, it's about choices and consequences, not about the emotions. And and going back to what you were saying about, like, being in a state where you can fluctuate, like, you can feel those extremes, but you're not stuck and, like, stagnant in one space. Mm-hmm. To me, the other thing that I wanted to say about that was that to me, that sounds like surrender. That sounds like you have a level of surrender mm-hmm. to what you're feeling. Like you might not necessarily have control over what you're feeling, but you're still feeling it and you're still processing it no matter what you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. Which that has been a concept that has been like slapping me in the face over and over and over again is that you know, in in pointing out a lot of these really shitty realities that we have been brought up in, there's a lot of anger that comes with that. And I'm certainly stuck. I feel certainly stuck a lot of times in that anger. And so that, like, being stuck in this feeling doesn't allow for it to pass. But there's this, like just like let it go but in that let it go there's that surrender mm-hmm. well that's a really good point um because what because the what's the most important factor that needs to be present when it comes to surrender in my opinion it's safety you don't surrender mm. if you're not safe. It's that whole like the trust fall thing. Yeah, you know, like you can only like you can only do a trust fall, which I don't think those are good exercises. Yeah, that's by the bullshit. Way. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> but the concept is is that you can only fall, you know, trust fall into someone that you really know, like they're there for you. It's safe, and mm-hmm. that's the thing is that if we don't know if one we're not in a safe environment or we don't know how to put ourselves in a safe environment we're not going to surrender to emotions it's not safe to do so yeah it's not safe to surrender to your emotions if you're not in a safe place yeah um, mentally physically emotionally spiritually if you're not in a safe place or in your if in your environment's not, not safe you can't surrender to those emotions and that's when suppression and oppression become survival mm-hmm. and you do that and you do that for so long that you like you don't know how to one you don't know how to get into a safe environment two if you are in a safe environment you don't know how to exist there yeah you know like i'm in like i live by myself so it's like for the mo- like my environment is safe in the sense that my emotions aren't going to affect other people yeah. i still don't feel safe often in expressing them you know yeah I feel a lot of guilt and shame when i get angry you know and and about something and and mm-hmm. i don't like it's my anger is not out of control and it's not affecting anyone else but i don't know how to feel safe in that environment you know so and we were talking last week how feeling is both a physical and like a state of mind almost and so like Yes, you are physically safe in your home, but you might not necessarily be as mentally safe as exactly. you want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and also, what does physical safety look like? If you're, you know, what I'm well, saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, there's a concept that growing up, you know, one of the things that kept my dad, quote unquote, in check was that physical violence, and at least in our environment, in in church and everything, physical violence was the um, the line that was drawn in the sand for everyone. Mm. And it was more so not in like a, well, this is our boundary. It was more like 
if you're if you're physically violent then we can leave like that was like the it was like that was the the thing that was an out and so he needed to make sure you didn't have that out yeah so he always that was always the point that he stopped at because that was our would be our only out so i didn't want it to i was like (laughs) these aren't safe boundaries this was a uh uh a breaking point, you know? You know, I I really have never thought about this until you just said it, but the phrase, a line in the sand, is not a firm boundary. No, it's That not. is not a... F- have you ever drawn a line in the sand? It lasts what for line? about two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It's so, like... also usually... Also, mm-hmm. if you think about it, to me, this is how yeah. I view it, the line in the sand is usually drawn by the person creating the problem. Right, that ultimatum or that mm-hmm. like—that's how I feel it. Yeah, like oh, this the, cross this line, then do it. I dare you. Like that. That fuck. No, that's not a boundary. Yeah, a yeah. Fuck you. Um, but, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, like my my environment was quote unquote physically safe because I I for the most part thought that my dad was never gonna hit me, but that like 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 a a. A breaking point is not safety. Yeah. I, it never yeah. felt safe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to completely derail this topic, but I have something that I really want to, I think would be, I really want to talk about in yes. relation to like emotional health directly related to religion. Please do. And I don't know if this is a, a factor or a thing in Mormonism, but in Pentecostalism, it's a big thing. Emotions are a huge thing when it comes to. Pentecostalism because you know in Pentecostalism one of the main things was like worship music and music and feeling the spirit the moving of the spirit the spirit you know speaking in tongues and and the spirit Mm -hmm. moving was a thing that if we worshiped and if God (sighs) would look it's such it's such a weird concept to look back on now you're doing great thank you but it's the if we were able to get to this point or if God was in the service that night or if it was a whatever, then the spirit, the Holy Spirit, because we believed in the Trinity and God, mm-hmm. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost, the spirit would move and we would all have this, you know, we would feel it. We'd have the emotional reaction yeah. to that. And when the spirit was moving, that's when things happen. That's when miracles happen. That's when lives were changed. That's the, but so looking back on it, it was just, it was just like hyping up emotions, yeah. you know? And um, so emotions in relation to my religious experience was that we were constantly waiting with bated breath per se, whatever that means for the spirit to move. And which was just, we were waiting for our emotions to engage with the surroundings oh. and for all of our emotions to kind of like, um, connect Mm. and react to each other and then to build that hype and to build that feeling. And, and then the, the thing is, is that when people are in that kind of emotional state, it's very easy to manipulate them and control them. Yep. That's why when you see like in these really, um, in these really like, uh, like churches where, you know, you know, the spirit moving and, and, you know, it's all about hype and stuff. That's when the most, the biggest commitments are made. The, 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 the request for finances is always made in those, in the, in the height of the emotions, the, 
the the challenges are made that you know mm-hmm. you need to do this and this is what you know God says and you know like the 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 strongest opinions and and requests and challenges and all things were always made in the height of those emotions and to me looking back now that's just super intense emotional manipulation that's mm-hmm. it's super like it's really controlling to like like work everybody's emotions up to get their emotions to the to the to this heightened point where you know the 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 endorphins are flowing you've been energetic you're feeling good every there couldn't nothing could go wrong and then that's when you know the pastor the leader starts that's when they start calling things out that's when they start saying things that's when they start doing things but yeah emotions was like our whole religion was based off of it you know people we would talk about we would talk about having a good service or a bad service oh well the spirit didn't move tonight so i don't know you know like the, the choir wasn't good or we weren't good enough or something didn't happen or like it was uh, we were our main goal was always to get the quote unquote spirit to move which was just to hype people up to the point that they reacted it was so it's so weird it's such a weird thing i mean so as you were talking the this like hyping up this emotion or like trying to engage with this high state of like being in an emotional state Mm -hmm. it sounded to me like and i've never like connected the two of an expanded state of consciousness Mm -hmm. with an emotional state like that is an emotional state but like you were saying in that headspace of this physical world isn't the only thing that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very vulnerable, vulnerable space to be in. That's why if you take any psychedelics, you like where you are and who you're around is crucial. Yeah, because that affects how the experience goes for you. So associating getting to that state or like the performance of of getting to that state. And then associating that with like your worth as a an ant that you are told you are, you know, and your connection to the higher power that you yeah. serve is directly related to your ability to feel something that you really aren't in control of. Yeah, is really it's it's ugh, the, the, man, the manipulation. Yeah, it's it's like twingy. It just yeah. like feels a little itchy like there's something not quite right about that it oh there's a lot not right about that yeah yeah um but in in mormonism emotions were very at least from what i got is that emotions are of the physical realm Mm -hmm. more so that it was taught that you like whatever you feel from a situation that is anything other than positive that is to be avoided or that is like um satan that is sinful like feeling emotions if they're not positive is physical or comes from a physical place like they're just a physical reaction like as indifferent as a chemical reaction Hmm. and so if it wasn't a positive feeling though, then that is to be suppressed or run away from. I've mentioned this before, I'm very sure, but in the Book of Mormon that turn it off. Yeah. If mm-hmm. if it's not positive, you turn it off. Mm-hmm. You it is you, like you shut it, it down. Yeah. You, yeah, that's 
period. Yeah. Um, and that. God, that's so. Ugh. I don't. <laughs> I've been like racking my brain trying to figure a word that isn't yours to describe the results of the emotional damage from religion. Oh, that isn't, that's Sup- not suppression. Yeah. And Maybe that's, that's just what it is. That's, that's just what common, I'm yeah. coming up with. Yeah, I think, um, or just like, I, f- I feel lied to because yeah. what I'm feeling doesn't mean that I am a, a sinful person. Mm-hmm. And that I think is where a lot of that, anger comes from is like I just I just feel lied to (laughs) yes absolutely I mean I still feel I mean I know I'm sitting here having this conversation but I still feel um really bad like I feel like a bad person if I get angry about anything yeah yeah anything yep um unless it's like social justice you know like other than that obvious like like if if the situation has like an obvious visceral anger reaction Mm -hmm. at least i guess it's not as like the controversial issues i believe are not very controversial i think they're just making them controversial like Mm. trans rights and abortion yeah i don't think they're controversial at all because that like pro choice yeah yeah totally like it shouldn't be controversial because we shouldn't be talking about it because the answer is clear it's clear it should not be that way yeah in my tiny opinion yeah no that's i i get that too it's it's like well it's not controversial to me because obviously trans people like trans you know trans rights are human rights so obviously yeah it's um, only controversial because you're an asshole yeah exactly <laughs> but because you're making it one yeah totally yeah and I, I i got derailed a little bit but mm-hmm. that's like i don't know yeah I, and and so i feel like in in that just maybe avoidance is also like one of the words with suppression yeah. that you just avoid it you just yeah. like do something else um do something that makes you happy turn it off think about something else like however whatever cliche phrase you want to come up with it's basically all saying the, th- the same yeah. thing of just like those are not to be felt period yeah yeah i i i want to i had this like memory i had this i have this this memory of um, when I was talking about the heightened emotions, the, 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 you know, the spirit moving the Pentecostal, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. There's a thing in Pentecostalism about um, being baptized in the Holy spirit. Mm, And mm -hmm. um, there was this like rite of passage for lack of better terms. Yikes. That, yeah. So there was like a multi-step, you know, there was like, admitting you're a sinner and then coming to Jesus and asking for forgiveness. And then once, and then you were, and then you were going to heaven. That was like, after you asked for forgiveness and truly surrendered your heart completely, um, you couldn't just go through the motions. You had to actually do it. Right. And ironically, that was determined determined by someone else. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, In the sense that like, if the pastor didn't believe you were sincere, then it probably didn't work. Uh, uh, ooh. Um, but uh, then there was another level of being filled with the Holy Spirit that was actually like, you're gonna, you'll go to heaven if you get saved, but you really aren't connected to God. 
You mm-hmm. really can't be an effective person. I think at one Ooh. point, I think at one point, oh, God, one point it out. there was a requirement. It was a requirement to be on staff at our church. You had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You had to speak in tongues. That was a requirement. Like you, there were certain, th- you could be a teacher of a Sunday school or you could take offering or you could do this. But if you wanted to be in charge of a ministry, you had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Which means like tongues. experience this thing where the this, Spirit is speaking moment, to you. Yeah. This mo- so it was this moment of where you would get baptized and start speaking in tongues, which speaking in tongues was the, you know, the heavenly language. Yeah. And, and um, oh my God. Pe- trying to get people to that place, there w- it was common for us, you know, the music would go and then the spirit would start moving and everyone's running and jumping and doing all this running around and screaming and singing and jumping and shouting and uh, that sounds yeah and when i say shouting i don't mean yelling i mean like dancing in the spirit and yeah all these yeah and then someone would like start praying to be filled with the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and then people would gather around them oh my god i'm like feeling nauseous yeah (laughs) the anxiety yeah yeah they would gather around them and they'd start praying for them and they'd start praying at them and they'd start speaking in tongues at them and it would get louder and louder and louder and louder and they would just, there would be four or five minimum people like, like, is it often men? Like men would be no, the people. Well, that... if it was a woman praying, then mostly women, then women went over there because oh, it was inappropriate great. for men to pray for women. Right. And if it was a man, then it was men. And, um, and, uh, they would start like, like yelling at them come on come on come on you can do it you can do it come on come on you can do it you know just just let go just like like Ooh, all of these sounds people like a weird birth oh it was really i mean i'm getting chills thinking about it now yeah um but like that like working people up into that emotional state and then convincing them that they're, like you said their worth is attached to their ability to mm-hmm. you know speak in tongues and like Perform. how how control like it's just so like to me, I think of emotions. When I think of emotions, I think of either that, like, like I was going to say this earlier, and I kind of and I forgot to ask you if you have the experience of when someone when someone exhibits extreme emotions, happiness, any kind. Like if someone gets really happy about something, they're really excited and they're really into it. I get severely uncomfortable. So like, mm. severe. I shut down immediately when. Um, Someone is just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like, this is so exciting. I can't wait. Let's do this. Let's they jump up and they dance around or they're like, woo. Like it's I get severely uncomfortable. Yeah. Because when I think of extreme emotions and, and when I think of un- uninhibited emotions, I think of that. I think yeah. of that experience, that whole being filled with the Holy Spirit, people yelling at me and screaming and dancing around. And 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 th- I think of that. And then when I think of extreme and negative emotions, I think of anger. And mm-hmm. yelling and abuse, and so uh, the old like the ex- the association. This uh, w- ironically, when I th- I talk about how I think that all emotions should be felt, and I'm not trying to be monotone. Ironically, I exist, and I'm constantly trying to be monotone because I'm afraid that if I exist in extreme emotions, it will be one yeah. of those experiences. Because that's all you've seen, and it's really traumatic. Yeah. Like it's really traumatic for me. Like those are the only examples I have of of being uninhibited. Yeah. As opposed to I'm I one of the reasons I love dancing because like 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 art like dancing yeah like ballroom dancing dancing for modern you dancing. yeah oh I see okay not dancing in the spirit I mean just dancing yeah one of the th- is because I feel like it's it's that extreme emotion it's that like a, a really good example of 
really connecting to emotions in an uninhibited way yeah. without it being connected to religion. But yeah. yeah, like it's, yeah, that's, so when I talk about emotions and I talk about emotional health in relation to religion, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Which is a lot. It's a I lot. mean, but it's also like you don't get very much health in that. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to be uninhibited. It's something I wonder if I'll ever get to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and but thinking that it's something that you need to get to. You know, like yeah, you are. It's something I I, I want. I admire. Yeah. I I. It's something that's important to me. It's a priority. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I'm getting is that, or what I'm trying to get at is that you are doing the best that you can in this moment. Thank you. And yeah. yeah, it'd be great to mm-hmm. have some sort of like consistency to what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, X, Y, and Z, it's yeah. not, <laughs> it's not like always realistic. So yeah. there, again, there's that, like, there's a balance between those two extremes of mm-hmm. accountability and being gentle to yourself. But exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, it's not, Oh, it, I'm sure it is a religion to some folks, but um, I like the cards just as a little sounding board or a sure, little like absolutely. shift of perspective. So these these cards are, um, I don't know, there's a fuzzy line between cultural appropriation and cards, I feel like. so. I, it's always a concern of mine when I'm al- talking about tarot. Always. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So... Or Oracle. Yeah, so this one has a pretty Native American theme, mm-hmm. um, but it's called Medicine Cards. Um, oh, cool. And it's basically... It's basically like animal guides. So oh, okay. there's like the the animal that I have come across very frequently in my life. They have a card in here, mm-hmm. which is a moose. Um, really? Yeah. I used to... Oh my god! I maybe that's a maybe that's a story for another time. But I would, yes, I would love to hear this sometime. Mm-hmm. I, the the animal that I'm one obsessed with and two that comes across my path every once in a while is, a, is ravens and crows. Oh, they're so nice. I'm, I'm obsessed I with love them. Ra- they have they they both have a, a card in here. Yeah, they they both usually have very specific and and usually and different theme. meanings. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, ravens and crows are very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but for this one, uh, it's a bird. Um. Uh, oh, the card you drew? Yeah, the card okay. I drew. Sorry, the card. So the card like, I, I drew, drew. I didn't know you had drawn a card. What is it? It is a hummingbird. Oh. Which is a pretty good omen, I've heard. Sorry for the paper shuffling and my dry ass fingers. <laughs> I don't need to apologize for uh-huh. the moisture content in your fingers. <laughs> I feel like I do. No, you don't. Okay, so um, hummingbird. It is number forty-four. For those of you that um, care to look into the numerology of these things, which is a thing, um, it is a thing. So this is very, this is very long. I'm gonna try and like, we've got some time. Okay. We've got a couple minutes. Okay. So hummingbird is associated with the ghost shirt religion, which I don't know what that means. I don't know either. I can look it up. Um, which taught. Well, we're going to learn about it. Um, it taught oh, that a certain dance done a certain dance done properly would bring about the return of the animals hmm. and the white people would disappear. Valid. A 
really valid request. <laughs> yes. Um, absolutely. Once again, the original people would know the joy of the old ways. In Mayan teachings, hummingbird is connected to the black sun in the fifth world. Hummingbird can give us the medicine to solve the riddle of the contradiction of duality. Oh. The song of hummingbird awakens the medicine flowers. Hummer sings. Hummer sings a vibration of pure joy. Flowers love hummingbird because nectar sucking, nectar sucking, brings about the reproduction of their families. Oh, that's cool. Plants forever. Plants flower and live because of hummingbird. Hummingbird can fly in any direction, up, down, backward, and forward. Hummingbird can also hover in one spot and appear to be motionless. Great Spirit created hummingbird to be slightly different from their feature feathered creatures, from other feathered creatures. <laughs> because of their magical qualities, hummingbird feathers have been used for a millennium in the making of love charms. Ooh. Oh. It is said that hummingbird yeah. conjures love as no other medicine does, and that hummingbird feathers open the heart. Hmm. Without an open and loving heart, you can never taste the nectar and pure bliss of life. To fellow human hummingbird, life is a wonderful, a wonderland of delight, darting from one flower to another, tasting the essences and radiating the colors. If hummingbird is your personal medicine, you love life and its joys. Your presence brings joy to others. Your presence brings joy to others. <laughs> For those of you in the back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you join people together in relationships which bring out the best in them. You know instinctively where beauty abides and near or far your journey to your ideal. You move comfortably within a beautiful environment and help others taste the succulent nectar of life. Hummingbird held holds the bow of beauty which is delicately inlaid with gold and silver flowers ooh pearls and precious jewels how beautiful hummingbird disdains ugliness or harshness and quickly flies away from discord or disharmony if hummingbird has flown into your cards get ready to laugh musically and enjoy creators many gifts drop your judgmental attitude and relax oh surrender uh, <laughs> uh, no. hummingbird will no <laughs> doubt give you a flash of the spirit darting here there and everywhere get ready for a strange new burst of energy which may send your senses reeling woo Hummingbird hears celestial music and is in harmony with it. Hummingbird may invite you to an art museum or a concert. Hummingbird energetically embraces the highest aesthetics. Never be coarse in, from, in front of Hummingbird, for this is a fragile medicine which may have no understanding of worldly affairs. Hmm. Beauty is the target, and Hummingbird's mission is to spread joy or be or to be destroyed. Oh my god, beauty or nothing. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, extreme. <laughs> Hummingbirds quickly die if caged, caught, or imprisoned. Oh. Follow Sister Hummingbird and you will soon be filled with paroxysms of joy and experience a renewal of the magic of living. My god. That's really good. It was very long. That was, was very long. Not in a bad way, but it was like a. I, I'm not used to really that detailed descriptions. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a difference between tarot and, and oracle, oracle. I found yeah. too. Um, 
I don't know if I want to read it all, but just in case, so a, a card fell out and it was Mountain Lion, and that's the the reverse, like the other side oh, of the deck. Okay. That's cool. But it's in reverse now, whereas before it was upright. So Ooh. I think it's yelling at me for ignoring Got this. it. <laughs> so if that means anything to you, it's number 17. Um, that's, you know, yeah. <gasps> both of those numbers add to 8, 44 and 17. Ooh, that's spooky. What? Like 4 and 4, 44, add oh. to 8, and then 1 oh. and 7. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I feel like I lost you there. I was like... 44 and 17 are not multiples of eight. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you know this, this, however that that speaks to you, whatever you take from that, um, I take it that beauty is headed your way um, and that, you know, y'all are special. <laughs> That's, that's beautiful. I love it. I don't know how to interpret um, Oracle decks, so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm being quiet. Not because I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I don't. I mean, what did you, what stood out from you in that message, you know? Because um, that's what matters. Uh, mostly the part that stood out to me was that hummingbirds die when they're caged or contained. In the, not in, in the sense that freedom is really important yeah like, it's like yeah. it's really really it's it's literally oh. life or death to be free and and express yourself and wow. be authentic and be yeah like it's it's not it's not just important it's not just advisable it's not just enriching it's literally like a life or death situation yeah to experience your freedom and your authenticity wow that's what i pulled from it that i mean that is extremely profound to oh. me Thank you. <laughs> the, I don't know why I'm saying thank you is the card that was the one that spoke to me, not not whatever. Yeah, but I th I don't know. I think it's just as important of what you get from it of mm. what they're saying, yeah. you know, because they can say anything they want. But again, it's like your state of mind that determines what you hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Totally. Like great tie back into what we were talking about in the beginning that like like it you never learn lessons just once because like your perspective your state of mind your like your stage of life everything like determines what you glean from something what you take from something what lesson yeah. you get from that experience yeah 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 totally that's really good yeah, um we would love to hear from you. We have an email. Yes, um, we have Sorry, go ahead. Well, the the email and the Instagram are the same. Yeah. Um it's it okay, it's our turn pod Correct. P O D mm -hmm. uh at Gmail is the dot com is the email. Obviously just it's our turn pod is the Instagram. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um give us a like, give us a subscribe. Oh, I yeah. feel so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we do have thirteen episodes of a podcast out on on Spotify, Google oh, yeah. and Apple and Podbean. And yeah. if you do download the episodes and subscribe to them or leave comments, it actually does like like it it, it boosts um the visibility. More people, the visibility. Thank yeah. you. More yeah. people will hear it and see it and um yeah, and and follow us and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, give us your feedback. What and you know we have plenty to talk about. But if there's any some ever any something that you want us to sure. talk about, love it. Um, yes, I can I can understand it. <laughs> send us a message. Yeah. You know, if you want our feedback on something, if you want advice, you know, just 
I don't know. Reach out. Interact I feel like community. Yeah, yeah, community is going to be the way out of this mess <laughs> in a lot of ways. So yeah, absolutely, and and um, and we just we would we would love to hear from you. And we're we're working on being more active on social media. We're yeah. working on um on being more present and being and and now that all of the episodes are out and recorded and and live, I you know mm. I'll be able to keep. Like I'll be able to keep, like keep my up goal with it easier. is yeah we 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 do the show on Saturday and then the episode will be up by Wednesday. That's my goal from yeah. this point. And yeah. um yeah, so we're we're super stoked and we're we're doing it and we're loving it. We're gonna keep this whole month. We're gonna be talking about health. Next week we'll be talking about mental health, which I think is gonna be. I don't even know how we're gonna do it all in one episode. Like that's such a huge topic, and to yeah. try to kind of same thing with emotional health is like how do we narrow it down to one thing? You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's gonna uh, be that's gonna be the challenge, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe we can like do some prep before and just have a little <laughs> yeah. bit, a little yeah. bit of um, like a scope or like like you had some questions that was really helpful to have a bit of a direction and I don't yeah, but yeah, um, tune in next week. And we love you all, and we can't wait to hear from you. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next. We'll hear. Uh, bye. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>